0: I'm Sarah the Rebel and this is Women Wrestling Friends, a podcast where I talk about women, wrestling, and whatnot with my gal pals. Today's gal pal, Bing! Liz Gruesome. How you doing? We're going to get to talking to you a little more. Um, But basically, Liz and I met because she is an aspiring wrestling manager that uh, I met at the Santina Rose announcer class. We'll talk about that a little more. Overall, today what we want to talk about is the greatest Managers in wrestling history, history, history. I'm uh, probably going to be much more WWE-focused than anything else, simply because I'm a product of my time, and I wasn't, you know, alive in the in the '60s walking around checking out stuff mm-hmm. uh, on the independent circuit. So, Annie <laughs> Mahoo, um, first, I want to know a little bit more about you. How did you first become a wrestling fan?
1: Okay, so I started watching wrestling when I was a little kid. I remember watching it with like my great grandpa and um, absolutely adoring Ric Flair and Undertaker totally just fell off the map for a while um, I moved out here from the East Coast about two years ago mm-hmm. where did you move from from Philadelphia Pennsylvania hey. Philly girl hey. city of brotherly love <laughs> um, and I don't know what happened but I just kind of fell back into like watching it on on a weekly basis mm-hmm. um, going to more independent shows out here and I think that as soon as I started seeing everything that was in this little like area right of Southern California a little area it's not a little area well, it's a giant area but it feels but small too it feels like it's like, like knit Yes. Yeah. exactly so um I think once I started going out to shows seeing the same people I remember I'd be like oh, oh wait but I like they're awesome oh right. and I just kind of started fanning out real hard so That's awesome. You know, a
0: lot of people on here, I always notice the patterns whenever we have guests on. Um, Ric Flair and Undertaker, very popular with almost all of the women I've talked to. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably if I had guys on, we might find the same thing, but I don't know. Uh, And then almost every single person I talked about wrestling has a hiatus, a time period where they stopped watching for a while and then something got them back into it. Um, for me, it was actually meeting the person who gave me this dope Christmas shirt. Oh, you can't see it past see the microphone. Good. There we go. Uh, Xavier Woods. I met him somewhere, and then I was like, you know, I don't watch it consistently anymore. And right about that time, they had the, um, the network, which made it way more convenient. Because growing up, I didn't, we never bought pay-per-views, and, it, <laughs> and I didn't. That's a commitment. Right. And I think Granddad got TV guides, <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. so, but I wasn't really always knowing when the wrestling was going to come on. True. But when it was on, I watched it. Um, So how did you come up with this persona? Kathy from HR is yeah. a manager persona you have in the announcer class. Quick little segue real quick. The announcer class at Santino Bros has been really awesome. If you want to see some of what we do, actually on Facebook, you can go watch the videos because we basically produce a live show every week. Every week, yep. And like we, some of us do sound, some of us do refereeing, some of us do commentary. We switch up the roles, so it's a very hands-on class. It's really cool. You came in with this persona already, though.
1: Yeah. So that was kind of the the funny thing is that I I was raised as like performing, like Mm -hmm. since I was a little kid. So like singing, dancing, acting, all that stuff. and I found, like, this beautiful parallel to theater mm-hmm. in wrestling. Yes. So, um, I, I mean, the HR persona is totally plucked from real life because I was absolutely a human resources professional. Is life. that why you're so good at it? <laughs> yeah. So, art mimicking life. I remembered. Mm-hmm. So, so I, had, I had told myself, I'm like, I want to be involved in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to Santino Brothers did the one day tryout. So, I was like, okay, it's one day. I'm going to get in the ring. And I'm like, oh, cardio is not my friend. I hate it. I can't breathe. This is terrible. I can't move my neck. Everything hurts. I'm dying. Yes. Um, <laughs> but then we got to the point where they were like, okay, and now we're going to talk about character development. I'm like, ding Right. Like, it just so, it felt so right. So um, I had kind of been playing around with the idea of this, like, human resources professional that is just totally out to... I mean, I guess her thing is, what better way to break and bend the rules than to know all the rules and to just make Mm. up the rules. Um, Classic manager technique. We'll talk about that more. Um, 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 So, yeah, I think that what it was, I remember reading an article. I forget who they were interviewing, but they said, you know, I didn't want to try to be a personality that was so not who I was. Like I mm. wanted it to have like a little bit of like a pull from my life and right. I'm like alright well this seems like something that could work um one of my best friends from home her her husband's actually a wrestling manager out in Philly and he does this very like snarling I, I call he like mean mugs all the time and he's like this government agent manager and I loved the idea huh. of this like very straight and narrow person but like they're gonna Some stuff up, you know? So I I totally fell in love with that whole idea. Just to give the people
0: watching and listening a little taste, could you talk for them a little bit as Kathy from HR? Because it's a treat. It's
1: So what we really need to be cognizant of is the fact that we're here in this wrestling ring and we need to be very mindful of how we're coming across to one another. Because certain things, certain jaunts and jeers, they will not be tolerated. Not tolerated.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for Anytime, that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, the first time I, I'd missed the first class, the first time I heard you was le- whatever class I ended up I think it was the second class. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was real hard not to just bust up laughing out loud. Everybody in that class is so good. They're it's so ridiculous. Good. We got a robot.
1: I was in stitches every time he talked. Every time. And, and I mean, we have. Um, Uh, like uh, Holden Body, who does Mm -hmm. like look at me in my leggings, like fashion icon. I I think it's it's hysterical. What I love about the class is that it's not just about announcing and managing, it's about like producing an entire show. So every little piece that goes into it I think is fascinating to learn about. And it makes you respect things a lot more. For example, Mm. I had to be
0: the music person one day. Now normally at a show it's probably set up a little better. There's probably somebody there with a laptop plugged into a sound system. We just had to make it work. So first I'm like, okay, YouTube. Then I'm like, wait, YouTube ads. Okay, Spotify. I don't have Spotify Premium. Had to use someone else's phone. Forgot to ask him for the code (laughs) to unlock it in case it locked. Luckily, it did not lock until the final match, and the final match was a draw, so nobody had music played. Great. But what you don't really think about is how much you can affect the show. We never hear this on WWE, but on indie shows, you might have experienced it once or twice where... The music doesn't hit when it's supposed to, or the music cuts off before it's supposed to, or the music goes way longer than it's supposed to. Yeah. And it really affects the show. And so I so said, like, oh, okay, you're just doing music tonight, no pressure, except, oh my gosh. Except lots of pressure. There was so much pressure. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, this is it loud enough? I can't hear. This is as loud as it. What's happening? There's a run in? Do
1: I. What do I I'm do? I'm just going to turn the music is off. This what
0: happens at this point? Right. So and, and then there are people who do the camera work. Um, refereeing is something I haven't gotten to try yet.
1: I am so terrified about doing that. Me too. I'm so scared. I, and I,
0: yeah, I did a seminar with Marty Elias, who's a referee yeah. from, from Lucha Underground um, and from WWE back in the day. And uh, they had us hop in, and I was like, you yeah, know, I've never done it before. He's like, well, you've seen it, so just, just try it because we're going to give critique. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Getting my body across the ring, on the floor, off the floor, slapping hard enough, yelling loud enough. Yeah. Things you take for
1: granted as a human being. It's so... And it is. It's a parallel from, like, TV or even a live show to being involved in the show is so
0: crazy. Right. Um, so you mentioned that you, you checked out a few of the indie shows. What are some of the
1: shows you've been to, and who are some of your favorite indie wrestlers? Oh, wow. Okay, so... Um, I don't. Okay, I don't know if you. I don't know if he'd be technically indie, but Willie Mac, I love. Yeah, I, see him at PCW I think he still shows. counts. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. It's pretty great. Absolutely phenomenal. He's one of those people that I see his name on the card and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> just um, like that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get. Oh, I get really excited about it. Um, yeah, I was just at uh, the PCW show mm-hmm. with um his Mac match with um Fatu was yes out of this world.
0: It, I did not really expect to be as drawn into that. I, I have a trouble with a lot of the PCW matches in that I'm really heavy on story. It's kind of my jam. Love it. And yeah. PCW does not care. They, PCW's like, get in the ring and punch each other hard. And it could be fun, but it it takes more to get me into it. And their match just sucked me in. <sighs> like,
1: what's good? These men, oh, they're just hitting the crap out of each other. <laughs> and they're two like, big old dudes. They are. That are... Just throwing their bodies around, and it is such a pleasure to watch.
0: It is, and coincidentally, two really nice, kind dudes outside of the ring. Pretty great. That's Willie Mack is a hugger. Is he? Yep, oh, he's oh a God, hugger. A I want to hug next time. Yeah. Okay, I'll make sure you get a Thank hug you. next Thank time. Thank you. I'm cool back. like that. I <laughs>
1: <laughs> get you. We're a, gonna get you a hug. Get you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, anybody else that you really love? Joey Ryan's my go-to. Yeah. I. He's such a fantastic dirtball character, and I just adore him. The first time I saw him come out with that baby oil, I'm like, <gasps> yeah. I you know, lost my mind. I always feel
0: real bad, because now I have a boyfriend. People have been watching the show for a while know who I am as a human being, and that is I am a little hoish, ish And so I'm used to just being able to say... Whatever I want about guys. Yeah. And one of those guys I like to talk about is Joey Ryan, the character. You know, not him as a real right. human. But he's covered in a mat of thick chest hair, and he's getting Jimmy. slicked up. Give me the oil. I want to do your back. Give me the lollipop. I don't care if it's in your lollipop. crotch. First of all, I just love blow pops more. Like that's right. the main thing. Is
1: Let's be honest. Anytime like, he comes out. Right. Exactly. Oh.
0: Anytime he comes out, it's a reminder that I'm an adult and could buy a bag of. Um, of blow pops, if I wanted, but I haven't. Why? So here I am. Why go there? Right. So, anyway, it's really awkward now when I'm at shows and I'm like, yes! And people are looking at me because they know, oh, that's Tyler Bateman's girlfriend. And I'm like, I, but I'm a, I've been a Joy Ryan fan for longer than yeah. I have been a girlfriend. Can I just have this Please lollipop? Give me this moment. Um, so, yeah, that's been fun. He wrestled at AWS this weekend. Okay. And then this is about the third time I've seen him do this. His gimmick is so over that he can literally be like, all right, let's do our opening thing where I try to get you to oil me, and then we can leave. And he he doesn't actually leave, to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen this happen yet, but that but people will cheer every time, because that's how over his gimmick is. It's, it's just genius. He doesn't have to take as many crazy bumps as other people. He doesn't have to, like bleed he doesn't have to get chairs thrown at him he has something that works for everybody around him for most people there are some people who don't like that sort of thing but not everyone's gonna be a fan right but usually he's not like a main event or anything so no nope. one can really complain he got um slammed or maybe he slammed the lion he was fighting a lion uh onto instead of Legos uh, lollipops took a bump on lollipops. Then he was really kind, he threw, they were dum-dums though, not blowpops. Oh. mm. He threw the dum-dums into the crowd, but I don't think he thought about the fact that there were maybe like a hundred dum-dums. And it took a really long time. Oh, that's, yeah. And actually, he in fact said he got more blown from throwing the lollipops than he did during his match. Damn. Yeah, it was a lot, it was like an excessive amount of lollipops. Like that's a lot. How much is too much? Like what, like you know you expect one throw to this side one throw to this side yeah. one throw to that side right right it was like eight around beautiful yeah it was I love it. it was a long time um, do you have any wrestlers that you feel like Kathy from HR needs to manage or that you would love in your and this is fantasy That's okay you
1: want so in in fantasy world I have to sh- I have to shred. The Kathy persona, because my my dream to manage would actually be Alistair Black oh. from NXT. Kathy doesn't really fit with that right. persona. Um, I think he's absolutely fantastic. I love his whole aura, his everything, um, this kind of like very occult, like esoteric kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kathy totally wouldn't fit with that. Maybe, but I'd love to, you know, be that that Katrina and and right. give my my lick of death yes. to. Anyone that, you know... I will give him
0: my lick of death. I will give him my <laughs> lick of death. It's good when you have a pause. Dramatic pause. Exactly. Uh, I forgot to put on makeup today. I hope you all are enjoying my face. Because I think I just have one eyelash that's just doing its own thing right now. That's fine. But you have good eyebrows. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's so kind of you to say. They're problem. big. They're real big. That's good. Um, so, outside of the indie scene, yeah. do you have a favorite wrestler in WWE besides... Well, you said Alistair Black. Aleister um, you
1: know... Honestly, Sami Zayn. Yeah. I love great. him. I have to say, when I started really getting back into it, he, it was a random episode of, I think it was Raw at the time that he mm-hmm. was on, and I hear his music kick, and I'm like, my inner, like, college ska girl, like, the radar Sky went is up. A day. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? Um, and I was... So, so, so excited. Um, I, I watched him, like, skank down the ramp. <laughs> and I have a thing for redheads. I'm just, mm-hmm. that was yes. already a given. Great. And I, the more I saw of him and the more, like, promos I would see him do, watching, like, his episode of Ride Along with him and Neville, I'm like, mm-hmm. I think we would just, like, get along really well. Like, just be my we boy have a lot of stuff though. in common, man. So, but, yeah, I think that personality-wise, I love the angle they're doing now with, with him and, and KO back. Me too. At first, I was like, ah, oh, because
0: they've been building him as the underdog, 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 good guy. Yeah, and I loved it. Yeah, and I was like, but you need to to do it sometime. You need exactly. to pull the trigger on this. And then they switched him to heel and I was like, no, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna send him back down the card. But no, it, it has been amazing. He's I... being his best self right now. <laughs> Just annoying. Him. He's so annoying, so annoying, and I love it. It's great. Oh, it is great. Yeah, yes. it's, it's pretty wonderful. Him, him, and Kevin go together like peanut butter and jelly. Evil peanut butter and jelly. Evil PB and uh, J. So, we already asked about you managing a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You said Alistair Black. I'm going to now reveal to all of you who I would manage. Please drum roll. You are the best guest I've ever had because that is the best drum roll we've ever had on this show. thank you. (laughs) I like
1: almost broke a sweat on it. I like worked really hard on it. Nia Jax.
0: Hey. Dear God, that woman looks amazing. She's She's, big, she's strong, she's beautiful. And then she opens her mouth and she's going to the mall with you. And that's not a scary voice. So if I had my druthers, she would be like a Brock Lesnar. She would barely speak. She'd just be big and terrifying. And I would be her Paul Heyman. Mm-mm. Except me instead of Paul Heyman. That's the th- I have hair. He doesn't have hair. Um, so that would be my dream. I could just see a lot that would be easy to do with a monster as your like person to manage. For sure. Uh, versus, you know, there's some more complicated ones. When you have somebody with a personality or somebody who's a, a face or something. When you've just got a big giant heel monster... Perfect. I know what to do. So, I would really love to do that. Naya, if you're listening, I'm only a call away girl. Get a girl up. Um, do you think
1: there's anybody who desperately needs a manager? I, I won't say, like, desperately needs it, but someone I think could really benefit would actually be Asuka. Mm-hmm. I think she's absolutely incredible as, as, as a competitor, as a performer, but I think that to... I I couldn't even tell you what the manager would look like, but Mm -hmm. to just give her that extra little, like, punctuation mark, I think would... Right. I said something similar
0: for similar reasons, I feel, about Shinsuke. For sure. You know, Asuka and Shinsuke, they both have this weird kind of quirky style. Yeah. But I don't think they can be, like... Necessary. If, if Shinsuke hadn't come in already with all this build, and if Asuka hadn't come in with all this build, would they be where they are in the card? Very true. I don't necessarily think so. And I think they're both people who could benefit from having a manager to be more the grounded one. Yeah. Or the person, like in a movie, when you have the character who's supposed to be you, it's like, I am the normal person while everything, right. so that you have an entry into this wacky world. I think they could use somebody like that. Like, totally what the what is Shinsuke doing what is Shinsuke doing I never know but what if there was a manager there who's reacting in a way that let me oh this is how that's this supposed is to make actually me feel what's
1: <laughs> what you're supposed to be feeling at this point in time right Fair enough. because
0: right now I just like his violins oh, yeah. uh, can you remember and I'll I'll go first so you have some time to think about cool. it can you remember the first manager or valet that left an impression on you or a manager's storyline and for me, the first one that secretly left an impression was actually, I think, Miss Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. When I was very little, I saw a show because I used to pretend to be Hulk Hogan's like woman when my friends and I mm-hmm. would play wrestling. But the first one to to have a mem like a really I remember everything about them uh, manager valet role was China mm-hmm. in her Mamacita storyline with Eddie Guerrero, because. As a kid, seeing a big, strong woman who would normally be oh she looks like a man, oh she's she's hideous, she's this, she's that, being treated as a sexy woman. Yeah. That meant so much to me. For sure. So and then when he betrayed her, had a lot of feels. What and about you?
1: That was the whole point. They, they wanted right. you to feel betrayed. They feels. wanted me to feel it. I felt it. I felt um, it all. For me, I remember my my great-grandfather having a VHS tape of mm-hmm. highlights of the Undertaker. Good. And Paul, uh, Paul Bearer scared the ever living crap out of me. Like, take her, whatever. Okay, like, I'll take <laughs> you or leave you, that's fine. But to this day, I'm so disturbed by Paul Bearer. With that voice, the, whoa, yeah. Like, I'm so, like, freaked out by that Real still. creepy. Real creepy. How did he even get
0: that, like, that, was that makeup on him? Or was he just never going outside? I still don't know to I this it, day. I think
1: it was makeup. I think there was some makeup involved. It was just, he had this this skin color that bothered me. I didn't, yeah. it was like, he was maybe dead already. Like, Paul Bear, are you getting enough iron? Can we interest you in a beat? Right, Supplement I mean, vampires kind of
0: get more of a tan than you. I mean, I was raised a Buffy vampire, hey. and still. Yes. Um, so now we get to the, the big meaty question. Question and people will yell at us, maybe on the internet over. Cool. Maybe we'll get in arguments about. Cool, awesome. Yes, Super. it's fun. Can't As wait. a woman on the internet, it's become my life. So I don't even care anymore. Like, yeah, go ahead, yell. Yell at me, I don't care. Uh, who do you think is the greatest manager of all time?
1: Of all time. I want to say Paul Heyman. I I think he's so sharp and he's so convincing at every single thing that mm-hmm. he ever says. Even if I disagree, I still agree. You know? <laughs> like,
0: even if I'm like, hey man, I don't know.
1: But yeah, you make a good <laughs> point. He literally can spew just nonsense. Mm-hmm. He had a promo about being a volcano, and, uh, uh, like, uh, I was still right there with him, like, hanging on every word. Um, Yeah, I I absolutely love it. Absolutely love him. Paul Heyman's a great answer. I think a lot
0: of people would say Paul Heyman as well. For me, it's Bobby the Brain Heenan. For sure. I didn't grow up watching um, Bobby Heenan because I am young and a Bobby, and only saw, like, little bits and, and stuff, but eventually like more recently when I started training again in wrestling um, I started looking into managers because I was actually doing wrestling training to become a manager. They didn't have the announcer course at that time so I was being given homework by the folks who run the school including Joey Chaos of people to watch, uh, promos to watch, and I came across Bobby the Brain Heenan and I felt literally breathless listening to an insult he spewed at one point where I was just like Dear God, that,
1: that man has a
0: family. Yeah. And as I watch more and more of his videos, I would see that over and over. He was great at being cowardly. He was great at putting the other wrestler over in an underhanded way so you didn't notice it. Not, mm-hmm. not the way that a lot of people do where it's really obvious what they're doing, but like, you wouldn't even notice it. And the insults and his ability to just immediately um, Im- improvise whatever he was saying, I was like, work. this man is a whole nother level that I will never be on. But he is the level I aspire. Cause one day I want to give an insult so well that you're like, oh, My heart, like my future
1: children are gonna feel that.
0: My Everybody God. in my line lineage just got slapped in the mouth. That's what I want my words to do. Like Bobby the Brain Heenan just passed away this year. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen him, look up some of his promos. Uh, they're, they're just awesome. He's great. I'd tell you which one specifically, but I suddenly don't remember the name of, of his, one of his most famous ones. He did one where um, he was trying to get somebody to wrestle Ric Flair. It was on a talk show. That's a great one. He got water poured on him. Those are enough clues to get you to the video. You'll find it. You'll find it. Um, so. I do briefly just want to talk about a few other managers sure. that I think, so not everybody who watches this show is 100% learned about wrestling. Some folks come in to learn a little more, yeah. so I wanted to, and also with the different time periods that people watch wrestling, give a few examples of other managers to go check out if you get bored one day. Uh, Sherry Martell, mm-hmm. she's currently who I'm, I'm watching a lot of as I'm working on my character Sarah Wolf. Yes. Uh, Sarah Wolf, for anyone who doesn't follow my Twitter Which I don't believe you'd be watching the show if you don't uh, Is Tyler Bateman's manager And um, she's kind of a mix between Nancy uh, From that movie the Craft. the Craft, there we go yeah, uh, Drusilla from Buffy And Harley Quinn
1: These are like all my favorite people
0: Yeah, they're pretty great
1: They really are, I can totally get that
0: so that's kind of what we're, we're working on, and so Sherry is is kind of a big influence on that because she was like the bad girl manager back She's in the day. She's so bad. She's real bad.
1: Like Managed, bad in a good way.
0: Yes. Bad in the best way. Best Managed macho man and, and really is credited with taking Shawn Michaels to the next
1: level. Absolutely. Um, I remember she did like this series of promos about how she was looking for a man, and she was so like ferocious in the way she even talked. I mean, ugh. I'm looking for a man And he has to be a champion Mm -hmm. Stunning Great Great stuff Pretty
0: great Memorable Memorable even Um, Lou Albano The captain The captain So he He tended to manage Like heels Like uh, Koloff And Bruno Sammartino Mm -hmm. um, People like that he is best known, maybe, for his interactions with Cindy Lauper yes. when they were doing that rock and roll stuff that the WWE did—the rock and roll. wrestling of the '80s. He
1: was yeah. featured in um, "The Girls Just Want to Have Fun" music video as her daddy. He was the dad. He was the dad. The dad. I didn't even remember. Heard... Oh, that's what, beautiful. What a fantastic moment! And I think he their interactions perfect. were just so, like, heartwarming, even because, like, even if they were like taking jabs at each other, it's like. They were probably having a lot of fun, but that's your dad.
0: <laughs> that's your dad, though. Um, he also weirdly enough led fifteen different tag teams, uh, to the tag team titles, which might be a record. <laughs> Could be.
1: Jeez. Like fifteen. Good lord. And totally batshit crazy. He yeah. Gets like those crazy eyes. Such a delight. And I think they have like rubber bands. He would like, suck. So, I don't know if it. Okay, I don't know if it was like he had a facial piercing, but he would literally like hang a rubber band just off of his cheek. Yeah. Just in case he needs it for later. <laughs>
0: Just excuse me. Real quick. Gonna gonna start just doing a little that. little like a little paper. <clears throat> room, just a little man. Yeah. Um. So we have to talk about the mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart, as oh, well. Yeah. Uh. The first time I actually saw him, because again I'm a baby, um, was when he was managing. Were they called the Golden Girls? It was uh WWE had women's tag teams for a little bit, oh, and geez. it was these these two women who first of all I was watching it because I was just in awe. We keep being told that the original way that women were in wrestling were the super sexy, like, giant, titty, very skinny, bad wrestling women that we grew up with.
1: Right. But prior to that that. time (laughs) period, yeah, there were actually women wrestlers who
0: were, they were still pretty, because most wrestlers have to be a certain look as well, but um, more normal shaped and more athletic. And it was, I I can't remember their name, but it was them versus the, the jumping bomb angels. They were a team from Japan. And they actually said the weights as they came out and everything. Damn. Like uh, like the Golden Girls were like, I think, um, a combined weight of 300 pounds or something like that. Sweet like, deal. Right. It was, it was something like, wow, you're admitting that these are strong, like muscled women. Yeah. And they weren't young and they weren't all like fake. And, and the Jumping Bomb Angels were amazing. And it was just such a good match. And there was Jimmy at the bottom just yelling at everybody. So that's the first time I saw him. Um, but he was known for managing the Heart Foundation, of course, and Honky Tonk Man.
1: For sure. I mean, he was, I think, really fun to watch, and I actually love when um, the New Day did like kind of tributes to different mm-hmm. managers, and I think it was Xavier yeah, Woods Xavier. That, that did him. I yeah. I thought that was hysterical. Or hysterical. Such a nice like. Homage his to terrible them. as well. His terrible.
0: Um, we have happened. a guy in our class who I love to hate. Um, oh, what's his name? It's like horrendous or something. Heinous. Heinous. His there heinous. We go. His heinous. Like his highness, but he's heinous. And um, he has just like Jimmy Hart. He has a megaphone. Love it. And he'll chime in at random times. And I h- hate him and despise him and love that he is
1: able to make me feel that way every time he pulls that little thing up because it'll come out of nowhere. You he'll he'll forget like, it's there. <laughs> just <laughs> it's just like out of nowhere. Um, also, maybe just take a minute and recognize he basically has a like a little wig to match, like. Every single color jacket that he ever wears. It's amazing. (laughs) When he was a referee, he had a white wig.
0: (laughs) And he came to yell at me, and his wig fell off. And instead of no selling the wig falling off, which he probably should have done because he was being a ref, he's like,
1: oh no. Scrambled for his way, and then when he went to actually do the count, I think it (laughs) fell off, and he was like holding it on with one hand. It was fantastic. It was great. Again, you can watch all of these online. Uh,
0: Miss Elizabeth, who we mentioned already, Uh, Mr. Fuji, who managed Demolition, Yokozuna, Kamala. Um, I this is bad. I had forgotten about Yokozuna for a while. And I I went back and watched again, and he was freaking cool, and all his managers were really cool. Who else managed him? Um, uh, Jim Cornette also uh, managed Yokozuna at one point. Uh, But Mr. Fuji was so good at that smiling, incredibly devious, kind of devil-y persona that Mm -hmm. you can imagine, with his cane just always at the ready. Just ready for anything. Coming for your ankles. He was great. He also passed away recently. Mm. Um, classy Freddie Blassie. He, uh, when I first saw him, I think he was standing next to Hulk Hogan, but he's known for, uh, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik, um, being with them.
1: Wasn't he also, he, wasn't he, like, from, like, old school yes. boxing world? Mm-hmm. And I, like, he just reminds me of, like, a smarmy, like, old school grandpa. Yeah. That, like, everyone just like, like he'd
0: despised. Right. He'd make you like go out and work extra hard because it builds character type yeah. of guy. Yeah. Totally. He definitely had that persona. And around that time period, I think one of the reasons managers were more popular is because of people like him yeah. who made it seem more like how a boxer has a manager kind of thing. Exactly. Like actually more involved in like the training, the training aspect yeah. of it to make sure that you're like working really hard. Right. And I think modern days, we saw that a little bit with Darren Young and uh, Bob uh, Backlund. Yeah, Yeah, they kind of did that. I would have liked to see more done with that, but they don't seem to have any faith in Darren Young. Whatever, it's none of my business. Mm -hmm. Um, But he had a fun angle with another great manager, I believe Slick. He was starting to get old, and so Slick came in and um, bought the stable leftover from him, I believe. And he sold someone to Bob Heenan, but uh, anyway, so he kind of took over from that. Um, and that was, I don't know, just a, an interesting time that we had so many managers that they could buy stables off of
1: each other. <laughs> like, this is just a thing. It's like right. Monopoly. I kind of like that. There it's, give be a sh- park
0: place. Sh- shake yeah. a stick without running. Ah, I hit myself in the mouth without <laughs> running into a manager. Um,
1: have you ever seen The Grand Wizard? Yes. So, that guy's a character. Was he, hit, like, late 70s? Because I feel like there was such, like, a quintessential, like, Misty '70s vibe to I his think, whole persona.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it was '70s, '80s. Yeah, I do think so. He uh, he managed Billy Graham and Sergeant Slaughter, and he literally just looked like a goddamn wizard. <laughs> goddamn, he <laughs> looked <laughs> like
1: like glasses and his wrap. Like, he looked like he could have had his own cult. Yes. <laughs> like, an alternative medicine cult Maybe or something. Maybe he did. Right. Maybe like, he did. I don't know. He's selling
0: some wrapped crystals on the side. <laughs> he could be. He's like,
1: take this patchouli oil.
0: You're going to love it. Yeah. Look up some <laughs> of his promos. He's he's pretty great and weird. Very so weird. weird. Fun. Yes. Uh, Jim Cornette mentioned briefly, but he also managed Owen Hart, Mark Henry, Midnight Express. He's somebody who's quite a character nowadays with oh. his podcast
1: and just talking... Talking all sorts of smack. He is just the king of smack talk. Like, literally, you can just watch. I was on YouTube browsing for stuff, and I saw the caption was, no lie, Jim Cornette, 10-hour shoot promo. I was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. If it's just, like, a loop of something, but regardless, talk about a filibuster. Like, just will not shut
0: up I, I, it actually that just reminded me he had a promo for Kazuna once when Mr. Fuji was there as well so it's the three of them standing there and he talked for I swear four minutes he talked as long as the matches are but he kept ramping and ramping and ramping exactly. and ramping I don't even know how because he started off pretty loud uh, so that you were kind of you were there the whole time exactly so that's a guy who can talk a lot but you want to hear everything that he's saying he is saying some bullshit sometimes but hey very yeah. true That's what it's all about. Uh, Already mentioned Slick, Teddy Long, who some of you uh, may be familiar with now because he popped out as a joke when it was really supposed to be Kurt Angle that one time. Um, Woman, also an honorable mention. She was with, I knew her mostly from her work with Sandman, who is at PCW the last two shows. Craziness. Kind of just standing next to me choking people with his kendo stick. And just pouring beer down people's throats. Comes in smoking a cigarette. Fantastic I'm like, stick. no fire alarms gonna go. All right, okay. that's fine. Fair enough. We are allowed to smoke in this building. I've been lied to. <sighs> uh, but woman was really great for interfering, for uh, for joining in on the fun with that kendo stick, and for talking a lot of shit to Sandman to motivate him.
1: You know, I love a good shit talker, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's part of your your job as a manager is to hype up your client or your advocate or whoever it may be. Um, but to, but you should talk to the audience too and really get
0: them yeah. involved. I think that Lana is probably kind of the modern version of this when she was with Rusev. I don't know about her stuff with uh, Tamina right now. She's working on. It. They're working on it. But uh, but with Rusev, I felt she was a really great manager because she would talk so much shit to the crowd and they would love it.
1: <laughs> they would love it. And you know how I love an accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think American people. The American people. She did, like, a thing where she, like, totally ripped on Obama, and they had, like, all these videos of Obama working out. She, uh, what did she
0: say one time? She called him. Pe- she would call them peasants and be like, I'm oh, not from this you little to town or
1: this little village or whatever. So these little peasant people. It
0: was great. She was she was so good. And she would sometimes give Rusev the business. Not very often. Not as often as back in the 80s people did it. But mm-hmm. she'd sometimes give him the business to motivate him. And it was always fun to watch.
1: I think that Rusev crush was crush. just so iconic and wonderful. Um, and also love that she was cool with getting her entire everything ruined when Roman Reigns uh, crashed their wedding celebration.
0: I think we've told this story before, but just in case you haven't heard that podcast, got going to tell you a brief story. Tamara and I were in the OPS. Tamara is, is sad she couldn't be here today. She is sick. Also, there's a fire raging, and the uh, it's possible that the ash has made things even harder for her to breathe, so uh, pray for Tamara. Anyway, she's fine. Don't worry. Uh, so she and I were at that show, and we're watching, uh-huh. and there's a little boy behind us. A little boy, maybe maybe five, six, seven, maybe, maybe six, I feel. Young enough that he had that lisp that little kids sometimes have, mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, witches and, and stuff like that. They yeah. talk a certain way. That was britches, the word I was trying to say. Witches? Yes. So. Behind us, he's been talking the whole show, explaining everything to somebody behind us. Some, Fantastic. Like, get, totally gets the psychology of wrestling. This child. Yeah. Okay, so what they're going to do here is blah, blah, blah. But, like, with the little kid voice. Oh. Uh, and so kind of quiet. We see the cakes come out. We see Rusev. We see Roman Reigns. And all of a sudden we hear this quiet tiny voice in the silence. Destroy it! And then the cake was destroyed. Genius. Yes. It's beautiful. It was. The child didn't even want to explain. It was like, no. Destroy, Destroy it. This cake is gonna die. It sounds um, like an actually tolerable human child. It That's was, fantastic. Right. Okay. I'm not a big fan of kids, but tomorrow and I were like, <laughs> We also just appreciate a little kid who knows his psychology. It's just great. That's fantastic. Start start those marks young. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicky Guerrero is somebody who did a really good job of making everyone despise her, which was oh. her job. Her voice. That,
1: excuse me, the uh. grating,
0: grating voice. Uh,
1: oh. yes. Just
0: so... My lip automatically goes up when I hear an excuse. Me. I don't know if you saw that. I was yeah. like, oh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, And then I think a lot of people forget Stephanie McMahon was a bit of a manager for for a while. And I loved it as a kid. Like, some of my favorite storylines involved her stuff. From that transition from being really innocent and getting kidnapped to, nope, turns out I'm an evil bitch. Beautiful.
1: Wonderful. Except
0: for what happened to China. Still mad about that. Gonna be mad about that till I die. But I think Stephanie is really good at manipulating people. Like... And that's what you need to do to be a manager. You have to be able to manipulate people's emotions to be whatever you
1: want them to be. It's true. She's like the quintessential literal boss bitch. Yes. Boss ass bitch. Boss ass
0: bitch. Uh, yeah. Were there any other modern people? You mentioned
1: La Katrina, Love La Katrina. Yes. She's amazing. Um, when she has just this such beautiful control over Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes. Love him. Mil Muertes. What is he from? El inframundo? No, that's something else. He's from, like, somewhere very... Ah, uh, perfect. Per- El Inferno or something, like, I don't amazing. But whatever from. the case. Um, And she would have, like, this amulet that was, mm-hmm. like, all of his power. And it's such a beautiful, like, suspension of disbelief that, you know, as a wrestling fan, you have to have. Right. Um, And, yeah, just, like, uh, the bonus of losing to Mil Muertes was the lick of death. I'm gonna get licked. Gonna get I'm licked. Lick yes. And someone else that we actually, I I really have grown to love is actually um, Zelina Vega from mm-hmm. NXT. Mm-hmm. I love what she's been doing with um, Andrade Cien Almas um, on the mic. I think she is ferocious mm-hmm. and she's willing to get involved and I love that. Yes. Um, she's been a pleasure to watch.
0: She's been really great. Um, but back to Lucha Underground real quick because yes. I do just want to say on your note about suspension of disbelief. Guys, if you haven't watched Lucha Underground, it's on <sighs> Netflix go watch it. If you're like me and you like your wrestling to have some story, that's one of the reasons I love Lucha Underground is they have a story. There is mystical shit, there's a gang war, there's some secret ass shit involving the the guy at the very top. You know like it's it's a show. It's it's not just, "Oh, we are athletes who go in there and beat people up." It's got a whole bunch of other stuff in it that gives everything extra weight in my opinion. Very true. It's beautifully produced. I love it. You should check it out like I said if you have Netflix. It's free to you. It is. Uh, I've also been enjoying the Sing brothers lately. Yeah. Okay. I think that I love them as the Bollywood boys. Yes. I was kind of sad we lost the Bollywood boys. Uh,
1: but now they get to do so much more. It's true and they have almost this like you know straight and narrow kind of um persona along with gender that I think is it really I mean the two of them like flanking him I think mm-hmm. is just it's
0: great also just for the visual it,
1: exactly yeah. for sure like two hotties and they're very
0: tall and intimidating friend and can we just say he can wear the hell out of some of those suits my god I talked about this on the after buzz um, smackdown live show Ginder fully dressed is kind of my jam Gender, as yeah. he gets more naked, l- becomes mm, yeah. not my jam. Gotcha. But when he's fully dressed, I, he's a bit of my jam. He came out uh, the last week in this suit, and I was just like, Gender, I would give you the pussy. Like,
1: damn. <laughs> like
0: This suit is really doing something for me. And so I kind of mentioned this to um, the host of that show, Christian Rosenberg. And then, of course. As the batch goes, he starts getting naked. I'm like, oh nope, it's gone again. Oh, it's gone. You know, as soon as that the turban came on, then the jacket, I was like, I'm not no longer want any of this, and I'm no longer interested. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> uh, so that's the power of a well dressed man. In case any of you are true. watching this and you're lonely, try wearing a bespoke <laughs> suit, you and go. you will get you will get some compliments and maybe some loafers without socks on. Oh yeah. I'd rather you wear the socks. But, you know, it is a power move. It's a power move. Yeah, you gotta own that. You gotta own that
1: decision to not wear socks. True.
0: It's true. true. I've gotten some fights with people. Uh, (laughs) Few other people from the modern era right now. Maurice, I think, goes perfectly with The Miz.
1: Absolutely. Another man that can wear the hell out of some suits.
0: It's true. Even though there's also, like, a weird I'm maybe in a video game aspect
1: to everything he wears. It's very true. It's very true. When When he's like, okay, I'm just coming out here strictly to talk, Mm -hmm. perfect, awesome, but then, I mean, just as a couple, I think they're such, pardon if I say an iconic duo, Uh, (laughs) just kidding,
0: uh. Uh, but I I, I couldn't see Maurice with anyone else, still disappointed, she didn't actually wrestle at all against, um, you know, John Cena, but whatever, Xavier has transitioned more back into wrestling now than ever before, but he was the New Day's manager for a very long time, and he was, very good at that job,
1: for sure. And I think now we're seeing that all three of them are good at being managers. They just all have such amazing personalities, and they're so committed to the new day. It's yeah. it's it's a brand of its own. You know,
0: funny enough, somebody I think would be a good manager if he didn't um, look like a big jacked marine is John Cena, because whenever John Cena's in somebody's corner, like like what you just said about them, he is a thousand percent invested. And that's why we get so many great gifts of his face. It's
1: true. Oh, be- it is.
0: Because he's like, whoa, 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 Like, he is in it. And yeah. I think more managers should be like, excuse me, should be like John Cena. Um, I think he,
1: if he ever gets old and loses some of that muscle, he could just be a manager. I would love to see that. I mean, he's, he's got some decent promos. I'm not, I'm not mad
0: about it. He has. The one with Roman Reigns, as awkward as it was because so Roman did not have a comeback. He did not.
1: I hate uh this.
0: nope. But I mean, the promo itself, you were on board, it bothers me slightly that he talks like he's from the hood, but I am from Virginia and all of our people, no matter their race, mostly talk like we're from the hood. I've had to get rid of that accent because people say things out here. They're like, whoa, why are you talking black? And I'm like, I'm not talking black. This is Hampton, Virginia, homie. What's up? You ain't from bad news. And then I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. Uh-oh, it's happening. I'm doing the thing. <laughs> OK. Uh, they all talk like this. And then I fade into the shadows. John Cena oh.
1: does the same thing. Great segue. <laughs> (laughs) Into John Cena. Yes.
0: Um, So those are some managers. Was there anybody you feel like we missed that you'd want to touch on?
1: Um, James Ellsworth. I love the angle with him just kind of becoming uh, Carmella's lap dog. It's true. I love that. I loved when she would actually come up to the ring and hang his little leash on the (laughs) post. I thought that was delicious, delightful, and lovely. Yes. Um, But,
0: again, okay... Like, buy James Onsen. See you later. Hey, he had a longer 15 minutes of fame than he you ever anticipated. You best believe it.
1: Yep. That is for sure.
0: So, happy for him. And now, when he goes back to the indie scene, he'll probably be able to ask for more money mm-hmm. than before. So, you know, this was all great for him. Speaking of Carmella, I'll just mention again for the 80th time that I hate that bitch, but I love her clothes. The, like, little bodysuit that she wears. If I could buy that in a store WWE, take my money. I will buy
1: it. Her, her look is so... Like South Jersey, which is right like across the bridge from where I grew up, so like I feel at her, like, like I know her, her, and I extra hate her. Yes, <laughs> because I feel like I know her.
0: So I do hate her hats. Actually, I hate every woman who's beautiful and has long curly hair and wears a baseball cap because I feel like there's it's, it's always the same type of personality that does it. Just letting you know, there's now like three of them. Oh, because there's Carmela. Yeah, there's um the, girl, um the the two Ma- girls who just came up, Mandy basically. Mm-hmm. and. Liv, is that Liv her name? Morgan. Yeah. Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan, yeah. I think. Live Morgan. Live Morgan. And Mitty Mandy, sex. yeah. So, I know what y'all are about. Mm. Anyway. Mm. So, that's our list of managers, people we think you should check out. Let us know in the comments or tweet us at Women Wrestling Friends. It's actually Women Wrestling F because we couldn't fit friends in there. There's just too uh, much. Just too, too much friendship. Too you can't much control friendship. it. Can't put it all in. No. We'll <laughs> put the f- at the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, And let us know if there's any managers that you think are great. Let us know who you think the greatest manager of all time is. Uh, We want to hear your your thoughts and stuff. And we're back. We're back in business. There was a bit of a break while I was uh, doing some wrestling stuff, but now my life has kind of gotten back under control. And you will see us again soon. Um, We've got some future guests already lined up. Can't wait for you to see them. Thank you so much for being here. Can you plug your shit? Anything you want people to do to find you on the internet? Honestly, I'm at Liz Gruesome on Instagram. So check me out there. Check her out there. And we'll see you next time on Women Wrestling.